You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here on today's show. As we are halfway through the week, Tennessee's getting ready for UAB. On today's show, you are going to hear from a number of Tennessee players talking about the development of the team this season, how this past Saturday might have been the most complete performance by Tennessee's football team, and looking ahead to the end of the season. Here in segment number one, I'm going to look at the next four games as I've gone over them the last couple of days. I'll look at which game might be the toughest of the four remaining. Can Tennessee get to 7-5 and five after the start to the season? And then you'll hear Daniel Batuli, one of Tennessee's best players and one of Tennessee's leaders, talking about how Tennessee has learned from the last couple of years. I'll get to that in segment number one. In segment number two, some of the best stories of Tennessee's football team this season. The first month was rough, and there weren't many good stories coming out. But since then, I think some real positive developments have occurred. I'll look at those in segment number two. And then in the third and final segment, I'm going to get to some Tennessee basketball as the Vols have an exhibition game coming up tonight at Thompson Bowling Arena. So the regular season is six days away from tipping off. The Vols will be in action, though, tonight. So you'll hear from Rick Barnes talking about what you might expect to see from the team. A new-look team this year with so many of Tennessee's talented players from a year ago having departed. You have a few guys back, though, who will be expected to lead. That's all right here on Locked on Vols. You can find the show five days a week, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering what's going on with Tennessee. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. If you have not subscribed, subscribe on uh, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the third-party apps as well. Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. So this past week, the way that Tennessee played against South Carolina, I would have to say that's Tennessee's best performance of the season. And that does not mean that Tennessee has peaked. A lot of people have said, you know, this team can still play better. And with the red zone offense issues that Tennessee has dealt with, injuries have maybe held Tennessee back in a few spots, and the Vols are still trying to get better. And quarterback play has improved. It could be better as well. Tennessee has probably not played its best football yet but this past Saturday was a clear step I think in the direction of doing that if Tennessee can continue to keep things up so over the next four weeks Tennessee will play at home against UAB then go to Kentucky have an off week play at Missouri and then finish the season at home against Vanderbilt is the toughest game at Kentucky for a lot of the season we would have said the final month the toughest game would be at Missouri and it still could end up being that But I ask now, is it Kentucky? Because one, Kentucky just beat Missouri head-to-head this past weekend. Kentucky's going to be at home in that game, just like Mizzou. And Kentucky is off this week. So while Tennessee is about to play its fifth straight football game since its first bye week, Kentucky will be off and we'll have two weeks to get ready. We'll maybe be a fresher football team going into that game. And we'll see where Tennessee is from an injury standpoint, especially at quarterback. But I think Kentucky might be the toughest game remaining, which I would not have said up until this week. And again, Missouri is going to be a tough one for Tennessee. But also from a scheduling standpoint, Missouri is off this week and then has to play at Georgia and at home against Florida in the two weeks leading up to the Tennessee game. Tennessee is off the week before it goes to Missouri. So I think looking at the remaining schedule, I would rank the games toughest to easiest. I would go Kentucky, then Missouri, then Vanderbilt, and then UAB 
as the most winnable game. That line has gone back up, by the way. Tennessee was a 12-point favorite over the last 24 hours after the line had dropped to 9.5 points on Monday. So Tennessee, a two-touchdown favorite against the UAB Blazers. And getting back to the idea that Tennessee played its most complete game of the season this past Saturday against South Carolina, I think that's the case. Uh, I've heard media members talking about it. Jeremy Pruitt's talked about how they're continuing to make strides in, in the right areas and they can still be a better team moving forward. But listen to what Kavon Bennett said after the game on Saturday. Kavon Bennett, who, you know, he's a part of the player development. He's a guy that's playing at a higher level. And I think a lot of people are really excited about what he might be able to do moving forward, a third-year player out of the 2017 class. But this is what Kavon said, meeting with the media Saturday after the win against South Carolina, talking about the way Tennessee played. I would definitely say it's, it's the most complete game. Uh, offensively, they was doing their thing. Defensively, held it down. Um, a lot of three and outs, you know. We play like this, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I know, not I feel, I know that we can compete with anybody. Kavon's clearly just a more confident player, probably in what his role is with Tennessee and just the way that he's playing. And I think that applies to not only Bennett, but Daryl Taylor looks like he's a guy that's playing with more energy, which he challenged himself to do a few weeks ago. I think it was before the Georgia game. Daryl kind of called himself out and look at the way that he's played since then. Daniel Batuli for sure is playing at a high level. Uh, DeAndre Johnson had a sack the other day. And South Carolina was dealing with some issues up front. Tennessee took advantage of that, though. You have Henry Toho Toho, Quavaris Crouch, who continue to play a lot and play bigger roles within the defense for Tennessee. And then you look at where Tennessee is heading into the final month. I think if there is any caution with the idea of talking about Tennessee going 7-5, and five, it would be what happened last year. Tennessee got that win against Kentucky to get to 5-5, five and five, and there was a lot of hey, could Tennessee finish the season at 7-5? and five? What a story that would be. And instead, Tennessee was blown out by Missouri and blown out by Vanderbilt. So it would be easy to say, yeah, that could happen, but I've seen this story before. I do think this time is different. I do think the buy-in and the, uh, the player engagement, the confidence, the just overall level of play, I, I think it's better than it was a year ago. Time is going to tell on that one. But Daniel Batuli talked about it after the game on Saturday, the motivation from what has gone wrong the last couple of years, especially late last season when Tennessee had an opportunity to at least get to a bowl game, and instead it finished 5-7. and seven. Listen to what Daniel Batuli said talking about what they've learned from the last couple of years. We've been through it for two seasons before. We knew we didn't want to be in the same position we were last year, the year prior to that. So we just wanted to go out there and perform. We're, we're extra motivated from these past couple games knowing that we beat ourselves and knowing if we came out here and uh, uh, played 100% and minimized our mistakes, we could win this game, and we did that. Tennessee linebacker Daniel Batuli. The players are going to have a chance to prove me right or wrong here in saying that I think this is a different team. I think Tennessee will play better over the next month than it did in the final few weeks last season, certainly than it did two years ago when Tennessee finished 0-8 in SEC play. Here's a chance for Tennessee to get over the end-of-season hump and show heading into the offseason that it's going in the right direction. And, and next year, Tennessee's going to have to replace a bunch of key players like Daniel Batuli. Daryl Taylor's going to be gone. Nigel Warrior will be gone. So three guys up the middle of that defense, Tennessee will have to replace. On the offensive side, Marquez Calloway, Juwan Jennings, Trey Smith most likely, Brandon Kennedy most likely, those guys are going to be gone. But Tennessee has some key players coming back and, and young players who will play bigger roles next season, guys that are already playing a lot. 
Tennessee has a real chance here in the final month to create some legitimate positive momentum heading into the offseason. If you think about it, this past offseason, a lot of the hype was built on disappointing results at the end of last year. Tennessee can create some positivity on the field in the final month of the season. Here in the last two months, I do think Tennessee has created some positive stories uh, on the field and off the field with all that they've been able to do since that really bad start to the 2019 season. I'm going to go over some of the best stories that we've seen over the last five or six weeks with Tennessee. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, a, a topic, positive stories with Tennessee, that's very easy to talk about and fun to talk about. Not as much with erectile dysfunction as a topic, but it needs to be discussed. Roman helps with that. Roman makes it easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free visit to get started. One more time, GetRoman.com slash locked. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I think a number of positive stories have really developed with Tennessee's football team, which would make sense considering Tennessee is winning games. But it goes beyond just the scoreboard and Tennessee's wins against Mississippi State and South Carolina. I'd say, number one, players have stayed engaged. Players have clearly bought into what the coaches are selling. And early on in the season, there still appeared to be some kind of disconnect with the players and the coaches. But the relationships seem to have grown stronger, and players appear to be playing for the coaches and really believing that the game plan is going to work. And maybe the coaches have more confidence that the players are going to be able to get it done as well. Listen to something that Henry Toototo said, meeting with the media on Tuesday. He's a freshman linebacker, starting, playing a big role, and he has a really bright future at Tennessee. He came to Tennessee from California, De La Salle High School in California, and Jeremy Pruitt was a big reason for that. Kevin Simon a De La Salle alum uh, on staff at Tennessee, former Tennessee player. He helped get Toa Toa to Tennessee as well. But listen to what Henry said about playing for Jeremy Pruitt and the impact that Jeremy's had on him and maybe on some of the other players on Tennessee's football team as well. Man, Coach Pruitt, uh, he's a player's coach. You know, he, he loves his players and he'll do anything for his players. And that, that's kind of who you want to play for. Uh, Coach Pruitt is, is a real genuine dude, and he'll do anything for you. So uh, for when you guys see him yelling and all this, you know, it's the usual for us. We, he does that for us on a daily basis. For me, he just took me under his wing, you know, that uh, I can only speak personally uh, because, you know, the things that he's done for me and my family, uh, just being able to trust him, like being here and taking care of us. 
So that's Henry Toto's perspective on Jeremy Pruitt. Called him a player's coach. And you, know, you think about the end of the Alabama game, or not the end, but close to it, when Jarrett Garantano had that fumble and he had the, the tug of the face mask. My thought was, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. I also didn't have as strong of a reaction of people who didn't like it. I didn't have a strong opinion either way. But anyway, that, that obviously created some reaction. But while you had that, you also had the image at the end of the South Carolina game where Jeremy Pruitt is hugging Jarrett Garantano and reading into what's being said there, telling him good job and congratulating him on a, on a game well played and the way that he bounced back from what had happened the previous week. So one week he's tugging on a face mask and not really a tug, grabbed it, whatever. Uh, then the next week he is putting his arm around the quarterback who helped them beat South Carolina. I'd say that's part of what Henry Toa Toa is talking about there. That gets back to player relationships with the coaches. It clearly looks stronger than it did at the beginning of the season or last year, year one, for Jeremy Pruitt in Knoxville. Also, the way that players individually have developed. I mentioned Kavon Bennett. He's an example. Think about some of the veterans. Brandon Kennedy has turned into a really important player for Tennessee, and I guess he always has been in terms of they needed him there at center, but he's playing at a higher level, it appears. Nigel Warrior has played really good football a lot of the time at safety the last few weeks. Early in the season, he was still struggling, it seemed. Tim Jordan is a guy that I think was kind of forgotten in conversation because of the excitement around Ty Chandler and Eric Gray, but Jordan has continued to carve out an important role in the offense for Tennessee. I think Josh Palmer has developed nicely at wide receiver. There are other players that deserve mention. Jalen McCullough is a better, more prepared safety now than he was a year ago, which I think should create excitement for what he could be next year heading into his sophomore season considering his talent. So player development has to be a positive story. And then two other stories that we've talked about but deserve more attention – One would be Juwan Jennings. He's had a heck of a week. He's gotten a lot of attention on the SEC Network. He's giving impersonations of Jeremy Pruitt on Thinking Out Loud. But think about where he was a couple of years ago. He missed almost all of the 2017 season because of the injury he suffered against Georgia Tech. He tried to come back at the end of the season, had the Instagram video, ended up being dismissed from the team, came back to the program with Philip Fulmer as the AD and Jeremy Pruitt as the head coach. And look at him now, leading, playing really well, healthier, Uh, And I would say just in a much better place. And look at the way that he plays on the field. Giving 100%, it appears, 100% of the time. Listen to what he said about that. Playing the game of football and his appreciation for it. Juwan Jennings meeting with the media on Tuesday. Um, Really, I just, you know, I just just play the game of football, you know, so that helps just being out uh, out there and be able to uh, play a game that I love um, so dearly. And uh, like I said, just being able to have that second chance, you know, kind of just kind of realize, you know, that uh, this game can be taken away from you, um, you know, in the blink of an eye. So um, I kind of just, you know, keep my head down and um, uh, just keep focusing on getting better every day. That's no doubt a positive story for Tennessee and for Juwan. And then another guy who's also an in-state player like Juwan, Juwan coming to Tennessee from Murfreesboro, go a little bit farther west and you'll see Trey Smith coming to Tennessee from Jackson as the number one player in the country according to ESPN and he had a huge freshman year and then all of a sudden heading into his sophomore season 
the blood clots are discovered. He comes back and plays but has to leave the team in the final month. It was before the South Carolina game, actually, and missed the final month of the season. And then there was the question during the offseason, would he be able to play this year? And he was able to get clearance to play. They devised a medical plan for him to go out there. And you can tell how much playing the game of football means to Trey Smith. Look at the video that Cole Kublik tweeted out where there's a delayed blitz in the South Carolina game, and that did not go well for the Carolina defender when he ended up meeting Trey Smith. The way that Trey plays the game is the way that I think every coach wants his players to play the game. And seeing Trey go out and play and being able to help Tennessee, and he's back to playing at a level where he's among the best interior offensive linemen in the country and he's a guy that I really hope he gets to make a lot of money and can play for a long time in the NFL because Trey Smith has a great passion for the game. He has a great passion, I think, for the University of Tennessee, and he is another reason that Tennessee is playing at a high level. Brandon Kennedy and and Trey Smith have been staples there at the center and left guard positions for Tennessee, and because of that, that has really helped the offensive line as a whole become a much better group. And Tennessee has talent up front. Kennedy's a talented player. Trey Smith has big-time first-round talent. And same for Wanya Morris and Darnell Wright. And think about Jerome Carvin. He's a guy, second-year player, four-star player in the 2018 class who has developed and, and played some more for Tennessee the last couple of weeks. Tennessee has some talented players, and they are showing that on the field. So I think those are all good stories for Tennessee. Now, can they make the final month a positive that's a big deal because if, if Tennessee were to suffer an upset against UAB, you're probably not going to care about the win against South Carolina anymore. Or if Tennessee goes to Kentucky and loses, that, that makes things much more challenging heading into the final two weeks of the season. But Heather and I were discussing on Sports 180 on Tuesday, what's more likely? Tennessee finishes 7-5 and five or 5-7. Five and seven. So what's more likely? Tennessee goes 4-0 and oh in November or 2-2. Two and two. And I lean 7-5 and five on that. Uh, I don't know what you think that – we're right here in the middle of it, so I could easily end up being wrong there. And I still think 6-6 six and six is probably mathematically the most uh, likely scenario. But if I had to choose one, 6-6 six and six is off the table. What happens, 7-5 and five or 5-7? Five and seven? I think right now, for a number of reasons, one, Tennessee, the way that it's playing, also some concerns that Tennessee's opponents have. But I would say 7-5 and five before 5-7. Five and seven. Coming up next here on Locked on Vols, I'll shift to Tennessee basketball as the men's team will be in action tonight for an exhibition game. Lady Vols played last night. The men's team will play tonight. And then in six days, Tennessee's regular season will tip off next Tuesday at Thompson Bowling Arena against UNC Asheville. I'll get to that coming up next on Locked on Vols with Rick Barnes talking about what you might expect to see from a new look lineup with the Vols. Locked on Vols is available five days a week anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also listen to the show on your smart speaker. Just tell it to play podcast. Locked on V-O-L-S. Spell it out. Play podcast. Locked on V-O-L-S. And the show will fire right up for you. Tennessee will be in action tonight in basketball against Eastern New Mexico. It's Tennessee's exhibition game before the regular season begins next week. The game will tip off at 7 o'clock at Thompson Bowling Arena. If you are looking to watch the game, it will be on the SEC Network Plus. You'll have Roger Hoover and Vincent Yarbrough, uh, former Tennessee basketball player, on the call. You can also watch the game on Watch ESPN and the ESPN app if you are looking to check it out. Again, it's at 7 o'clock. You can also listen to the game on FM 99.1, the sports animal in Knoxville. So Tennessee getting ready for Eastern New Mexico. The listed starting lineup for Tennessee, 
seniors Lamonte Turner and Jordan Bowden. You also have Josiah James, the talented freshman, who will be a starter for Tennessee, as well as Eve Pons and John Fulkerson. It's no doubt a new-look lineup for Tennessee heading into the season. Lamonte and Jordan Bowden actually flip-flopped as sixth men for Tennessee over the last two seasons. Now they are both starters who will help lead Tennessee's basketball team. And Rick Barnes was asked at uh, Media Day about Tennessee's basketball team and if things will look similar to what fans have seen the last couple of years or if there might be some changes because of the difference in the personnel that Tennessee has. Listen to what Rick Barnes said in terms of putting this lineup together and trying to play to the player strengths as they get ready for the start of the season. Well, I think they, they will see the base package of what we do and the things that we believe in. But uh, I think every year, and even throughout the year, you start tweaking things, you start changing things. I mean, you go into every year with a thought process as a coach and staff, how you want the team to play and what you think they need to do. But you also you go into it by not putting players in boxes where because they might start surprising you with some things. So we actually throw some things out there that we're not sure we're going to use or not use, but uh, sometimes they might make us do some things that we didn't think that we was planning on doing early. And uh, so players have a lot to do with your style of play, And but we have done things. We will be different in some areas. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I think some of the things that we do on offense will be a little bit different, but yet you'll see a lot of the same base package that we use. Defensively, we you have to work hard with young players to get them to understand uh, the team concepts that you're you're putting in, whether it's ball screen defense, your help side defense, whatever it may be. We want to be a team that's hard to guard on the offensive end. We want to be a team that uh, you have to you have to prepare for, and it's a difficult job to prepare for us. And but we also know that uh, the key is our players make all that really work. I think with this Tennessee basketball team, the way the guards play is largely going to determine how Tennessee's games go. And that includes their ability to shoot. Also, making plays. Let's see how Lamonte does in, in terms of running an offense. Let's see what Josiah James can do in distributing, but also scoring. Remember, Rick Barnes has talked about Josiah's willingness to pass, but sometimes he can be too willing, and Tennessee is going to need Josiah to score for Tennessee. Let's see how Fulkerson de- develops. Uh, as of this podcast recording, Tennessee is still waiting on official word from the NCAA with Uros Plavsic, the transfer from Arizona State. Tennessee really needs him this year. Low post scoring will matter, but Mark Pankratz was on the Sports Source this past Sunday talking about low post defense and rebounding. That is really going to matter with Tennessee's basketball team. And I think Tennessee's going to need to win a lot of games playing really good defense, which Rick Barnes is going to continue to tell his basketball team. The Vols were unranked when the Associated Press preseason poll came out. Tennessee came in at number 25 in the coaches poll, which was released just the other day. Other polls, including Blue Ribbon, NBC Sports, and Ken Palm, have Tennessee inside the top 25. Ken Palm is the highest rating I've seen for Tennessee at number 19. That's at KenPalm.com. Others have Tennessee just inside or just outside their respective top 25s when I talk about individual national media members putting out their polls it's a team that absolutely has a chance I would say a good chance to get to the NCAA tournament this season like a lot of teams Tennessee needs to stay healthy its veterans really need to stay healthy because if Tennessee were to lose Jordan Bowden or Lamonte Turner or somebody like Josiah James considering his talent that would be a real problem but I think Rick Barnes gets 
a benefit of the doubt and that he has shown before that he can lose players and still get a team back to the NCAA tournament, referring to his days at Texas and at Tennessee, I think he'll have a good chance to do that as well. So Tennessee will be in action tonight at 7 o'clock at Thompson Bowling Arena against Eastern New Mexico. Next Tuesday will be Tennessee's season opener against UNC Asheville. It's a loaded schedule for Tennessee. I'm excited for basketball to be here. I think fans are as well. Four games have already been sold out for the upcoming season with Tennessee at Thompson Bowling Arena. Four home games already sold out before the month of November. That's pretty impressive, and that says something about fan interest in what Tennessee does this upcoming year. So I'll have more basketball talk for you over the next few weeks. Football will, of course, continue to be the focus, but as Tennessee gets the season going, there'll be plenty to talk about with basketball as well. Right here on Locked on Vols, the show is here five days a week. Keep spreading word to other Tennessee fans about the daily podcast here for you, 25 to 30 minutes each day. And if you have time, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done that. Thanks to everybody who has. Thanks to everybody for being here. And I'll see you back tomorrow with Jeremy Pruitt meeting with the media later today. You'll hear from Tennessee's head coach tomorrow on Locked on Vols. I'll see you then.